Wonderful. Welcome to Grim After Dark, the Frontline Gaming Network's Tuesday night show, uh, where we talk to interesting people and hopefully try to make them interesting. Uh, tonight, super easy, we have Peter the Falcon here. And as you can tell by the title of today's show, he's going to help us fix 40K. Uh, we went onto the Frontline Gaming Network's community site and we asked you for your ideas how to fix 40K. And Peter is going to help us rank those and decide if they will actually help later on. Uh, but first, I am joined by my wonderful co-host. What's going on, James? Great to be here, John. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Danny, of course, uh, wonderful co-host. What is going on in the darkest corners of the interweb this week? Oh, my gosh. There's um, so much going on. I mean, you know, we've seen these uh, the new previews and releases and things like that this week. But, of course, we always like to get, you know, uh, we like to get the word on the street. Right, and we like to we like to see what people are talking about. I'm gonna knock and on doors, put our ears to the ground. That's right. Yeah, do some real sleuthing. Try and really understand what public opinion is on some of this. I just stuff. used Facebook. I don't know about you, but okay. Well, what do we got going on on the ground? Oh, were we were we not supposed to use Facebook? Is that not a good source? Sorry, <laughs> your neighbors are super confused right now and want to know what a vulture is. It's fine. Fair, fair. So. <laughs> Uh, first of all, we have uh, the new uh, Infernal Master. Uh, he is a, uh, a new Thousand Suns model. Uh, he's pretty spicy looking. He's got a couple of little mini screamers. No, um, my favorite thing, and the only like headcanon I'll accept for this model, is yeah. those screamers are, are actual size. So assuming that a screamer is on a 32 millimeter base, this guy yeah. is 30... 35 inches. I don't know. I'm not good at math, but he's most certainly a Lord of War. <laughs> yeah, we know. He's definitely more than 32 milliliters worth of liquid weapon <laughs> volume. So he's... Uh, <laughs> Very voluminous. <laughs> uh, he's... Uh, He's got yeah. He's got a couple of screamers. He's doing the whole magic effect. He's doing like a magic swirl. And the meme game, like you said, has been strong on this, right? Very strong. Uh, like somebody made a meme of that. I've really enjoyed all of the uh, all the memes for uh, uh, him being a Yu Gi Oh player with his dual deck on one hand, and he's like, like swiping say, a card out. Konami really confused at their Google Analytics for this week is why there's a sudden spike in searches for Yu Gi Oh boards. <laughs> So uh, here's some of the impressions that we have. Uh, one of these, I like this one. Wait, hang on. Privateer Press has in has Infernal Masters. Can I use this guy in War Machine Hordes? <laughs> Wait. Did you guys arrange for cross-gaming action? <laughs> so you mean to tell me that for the past several years of our friendship, mm -hmm. I've been calling that company Pri press and right. you never corrected me once no i haven't i've just been trying oh to God. make sure that like we have a more harmonious friendship because you get really <laughs> mad when i when i call you out about being wrong so <laughs> that's fair that's fair well i learned a new thing today uh yeah it's it's privateer press no press even though that sounds oh. better yeah whichever i don't know oh sorry i see you were making fun of my pronunciation thank you you're welcome no yeah. no i genuinely didn't know that was how it was pronounced okay but I love it. But yes, you can use it in your dead game. <laughs> yep. All right. And then uh, moving on. <laughs> uh, another gentleman uh, just gutted that now both Zinch and Nurgle have two times the model releases while my Slanesh and their internal nemesis Corn have zero. Well, that might be because they're their own unique codexes. I mean, I don't want to say nothing. And, you know, Paul Winters is entitled to his opinion uh, on a Facebook page. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, within the next couple of years or so here, we're going to see that change a little bit. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that'll be the case. Um, and then also, this was, this was my personal favorite one here. Um, meet the Emperor's Children. Oh. With a name like that, they're bound to be loyalists, right? <laughs> so referring to this new model as a reaction, um, apparently he's an Emperor's Children Thousand Son uh, crossover. That's the crossover I want to see. I don't know Children if you've read page three or four of the rulebook where it says to forge your narrative and not to let anyone tell you that you were wrong for the story that you want to make. <laughs> Maybe it's yeah, an emperor's children sorcerer summoning Zinch demons. I mean, that's that's what happens in Crusade. That's the direction the game's going. 
it's okay, possible. No. You know, it might be. Crusade games. Oof, all kinds of stuff fun. gets crazy. Um, and then in regards to uh, the release of some of these new orc models that are coming out, uh, we've got Warhammer 40,000. Can you please restock and stockpile stuff that's been missing from the store for a while before you release new models? Or am I going to have to wait until next edition's Mechanicus Codex because you are pushing for a release schedule? I really I want... think the Mechanicus Codex that we have right now is plenty. Like, let's not, let's not <laughs> add on to that or add a new one. I think we're, we're good where we're at right now. <laughs> Or maybe we're too good. If uh, if they had the thing where like, could you just re- like catch up in your stocking instead of releasing new models? They just replied with no, <laughs> no, <laughs> just nothing else. Actually, we've moved past that now. Like we're we're not actually going to make any new. We're not going to make any uh, old models anymore. We're just we're just strictly focusing on new oh, stuff. You guys man. are living in the past. Could you? I, I don't want to live in a world where everything is a limited release. It would be it would be awful. But that's okay. Maybe yeah. that's the world we're going to, but I will get that model. And then finally, um, uh, we have a request for, how about you finish releasing the new sister stuff before new models for other factions? Which I do get. There are sisters models that don't have, that have not been released yet. Which ones haven't um, been released? Well, the banner chick, right? She's not out yet. Oh. With the sword, the, the new special character that they have. I don't think she's released yet. That's, that's fine. No one to use her. You're yeah, okay. You I'm, can survive. I'm without sure I'm forgetting something else too. Just glue a flag to the backpack of a battle <laughs> sister. It'll be good. It'll be. It'll, it'll be, be fine. Fast. It'll be fine. Guys. Great conversion and golden demon winning even. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Uh, honestly, not as many negative reactions as I would thought, especially with the orc, uh, like the limited number of uh, boxes that were released for the the Snagaboys box. Uh, the Beast Snaggers box. So I have a terrible joke about that. It is a well-known fluff reason that orcs can't count higher than three. So that oh. is why each store's allocation was four, because there were like one, two, three lots. And they're yeah. like, okay, four boxes it is. Can you explain to me from a fluff perspective why orcs can't count higher than three? No. Okay. Well, <laughs> yes, but I'm not going to. Okay. Fair Thanks. Your intellectual elitism proves uh, masterful as always. <laughs> You're welcome. It's my yeah. Slanash siege powers. I see. Cool. Got it. What well, else we got? Oh, yeah. And the Castigator. We got uh, Lucas uh, talking about that. That's the new Battle Sister tank. Mm, the, yep. the the not a predator predator, right? Yeah, yeah. The I'm not a predator predator. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Chris Hansen mobile. Pursuant to Megan's Law. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Great. Um, well, yeah, that's kind of what we've been seeing in the community this this week so far. Uh, pretty light week for reaction, thank goodness, because like I said, Danny and I delve deep into the bowels of the community and uh, try and get the, the best possible news out there for you. Uh, a couple things I want to touch on here before we pull uh, pull out and then go talk to Peter. All right. Uh, you gotta you gotta watch the phrasing here, guy, with the deep in the bowels and the point. Like, let's uh, <laughs> let's get it together. Look, all I know is I don't have to edit this. Thanks. Um, <laughs> one touch real quick. LSO is coming up, and we're so excited to have the Ocho back in commission. Yeah. Uh, bringing you streaming coverage of the entire event, uh, unlike ACO where they couldn't get up for, but uh, I've been seeing some of the stuff they're planning for that, and it looks so good. Nice. Um, like, this might be the worst stream overlay in history, according to two-thirds <laughs> of the internet. But the stuff they have planned coming up for for Alice looks amazing, uh, and I'm super excited for you guys to see that. Uh, and it's going to be available everywhere. Everywhere you can get this, you'll be able to check that out there. So very exciting stuff coming up. Uh, our own Seth, the Mad Dog, is going to be at LSO, going for that sweet 3-3 three, three finish, you think, Danny? What are you going for, 2-4? Oh, for Seth? Man, yeah. if he goes 2-4, and four, he'll be living his dream. Mm, living his That's best probably life. Probably his best tournament record ever, actually, I think. Yeah, without taking four. iron hands. Let's just say that much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> amazing. So I think without any further ado, uh, let's bring on Peter the Falcon, where we're going to talk about kind of the current state of 40K uh, and then go through. It's okay. Uh, like I've checked my doctor, taken my pills, my salt level is down enough to, to kind of get back to that place. Uh, so we're going to check about the uh, talk about the current state of 40k, as well as going through the list of suggestions you guys provided on the Frontline Gaming uh, community page. So without further ado, welcome Peter. 
Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> hi, <laughs> hi, Peter. Am I on TV? Yeah. 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 Well, you're in a TV, actually. It's slightly different. Yeah. Hi, mom. Yeah. It's on the <laughs> FLPN style guide that all presenters must be in a TV. Um, really How's excited. Going? For- what do you want me? What do you want me for? What am I here for? Let's do. I was this. gonna say, I'm really excited for the new overlay, like 15 TVs. <laughs> So I've been told. Um, but yeah, so we brought you on uh, as the, the statistician expert of how things are going in 40K right now, um, mm-hmm. which I guess in four sentences, how would you describe the current state of 40K? Really bad. It's the worst I think I've seen. Um, it's a complete another shit show. Sorry, Tyler. And sorry, Tyler. Yeah, that's about it. That should do <laughs> okay, it. Perfect. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, so, yeah. So why right now are we seeing kind of this bad game state that's got you all in a tizzy? I'm not really in a tizzy. I got over it. I got over it quick. I think I got over it after Drew Kari, really, um, because we knew Admech was going to be strong. The like while Drew Kari were out, people were like, well, you know, we're really sorry because guess what? Like the next book's not better. Um, and we got it and we're like, oh, it is way worse. Um, so I'm, I like, I have come to terms with how terrible it was going to be. We saw the codex, we saw how strong it was on paper. Um, and it has definitely proven itself, um, in the you know, month and a half or so that uh, people have been allowed to play it in tournaments already. Um, the big difference between this and Drukari was Drukari started ridiculously high and then kind of slowly came down and leveled out. Um, so they were in the seventies and then they kind of dropped down to about a 69% win rate. Um, um, but their, their T web kept going up because, you know, people are figuring out how to actually win events. Somehow they didn't understand. You can just forward face smash everybody and win. Um, but with Admech, it started kind of low. It was in the mid fifties, which is still strong. They were definitely winning events already. Like they started the first week winning two, um, but they just kept getting stronger and stronger as people have realized like, Maybe I just need to take more Skatari. Like, who needs anything else in this army? Um, so we've seen kind of foolishness, like Manny Chima's 140 Skatari list um, has become more and more popular. And uh, yeah, so we're sitting at a point now where we've got two factions that are significantly better than the rest. Um, Admech are at a, um, after la- this last weekend, sitting at a 68% win rate since they came out, 71% outside of the mirror. Um, so like a percent lower than Drukari were kind of at their peak. Um, and Drukari are still at a 64. Um, Admech make up 30% of all factions that get to T-Whip. That's tournaments and winning position. They're armies that get to the fourth game or fifth game at event without a loss. Drukari make up 25% almost. Um, so you're left with a very small proportion for everybody else to kind of uh, take up the mast. Um, yeah, so it's, it's really at, a, at quite the state of imbalance um, as of today, at least. And it doesn't look like it's getting better with Book of Fire coming out. So yeah, so we're just not in a great place in terms of competitive 40k in this particular period in time. Well, we did survey the community uh, and we asked, how would you fix 40k? Kind of what are some of the issues? Uh, we got a lot of responses. I do want to say that the first thing I asked are, are you the Falcon messing with my survey? And 11 of you are liars and you should feel embarrassed uh, yeah. and you should call your mom and apologize like immediately, regardless of what time zone you're in right now. Um, but the, I was able to separate uh, the responses into four or five main categories. So we have complaints about the codex and the rules, mm-hmm. uh, complaints about the game, uh, insane complaints, rants, and other. So where do we yeah. want to start? Well, what, what do you want to, want to touch on here first? I, I mean, I only want to talk about insane complaints and rants. So let's let's <laughs> ignore the rest. I don't want to talk about sensible people. Like that's, that's fair. like who needs that? Who needs that in their life? This is not Thursday. You have a great point. Um, so well, we'll start with one of the insane complaints here. Okay, let's hear. Uh, to make a statement, all the independent playtesters should quit in protest with a public statement of why, in broad strokes. <laughs> Uh, their NDAs probably don't cover that, so they'd be safe from any legal action. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do you like feel that. it would improve the game if there was zero playtesting going on? Yes. Yes. Let's get rid of them. <laughs> All of them. Oh, done. Let's um, go back. Let's go back to the old ways. I really think that that would be the best way to do this. Let's make sure that no one has seen anything and just stuff gets released 
And then maybe we'll get a fact in six months that says that, yes, dreadnoughts can swivel to shoot at things. Um, Absolutely. And you that's can turn turrets in the movement phase and the shooting yeah. phase. Yeah. All kinds of great stuff. Super hopeful for our community if we move to this. So whoever, whoever submitted that, you got it. Wonderful. Because, I mean, we are at a point now where there is a lot of playtesting actually going on. And obviously, like, the majority of them aren't standing up and putting on, like, their Twitter profile, like, playtester for GW. Mm -hmm. um, and even to the point where they have separate teams for the, like, teams of playtesters for the different styles of play. Um, do you feel that that's actually, like, stopped these books from being even worse than they were before? Uh, or, or what kind of effect do you think it's had in the game as a whole? I think that there were times, yes, where having them has been good. Um, I mean, I know there have been times. Like, I've definitely talked to people that were like, man, you think this codex is good? You should have seen what they thought to release. Um, so, uh, like, I know that things have been stopped because of the playtesting team. Like, I think that they do provide value. I think we get to a point sometimes where things get missed, as they will in any game, because most games have playtesting teams. Um or, and I think this is the bigger one, um, either they aren't given information because stuff gets changed last minute at the HQ that they don't think will cause an issue, um, or they just think it's too cool, so they're not going to change it. Um, um, or the other thing is, is they, um, like, they're just ignored. They say, hey, I think this is too strong. And because no one yells loud enough, um, it, they just, they go with their own thing. They say, we'll figure it out after. Um, and that's why we get in these scenarios where we get you know, one or two or three codexes, like Iron Hands, Drakari, um, Admech, that are just, like, absurdly more powerful than anything around them. Um, and it's it's a shame, and it's really disappointing. It really bums me out when it happens, but I, I try not to put any blame on the testers. And I see where this, this uh, insane person is coming from, because I don't think they're actually insane. Like, they're doing this as a solidarity thing. Like, hey, if the testers all quit, GW will change their minds. And that's just not what will happen. Like, they just will be like, cool. Okay, you guys are cool. Let's go find other people to do this, and we'll move forward. Um, so. Because it's a giant community, and you have to admit, like, think that if GW is a company to you, it was like, hey, we want you to be a playtester for the game. And you'd be like, yeah, okay, mm -hmm. let's yep. do that. So there's no shortage of people to jump in and scab uh, behind these people who would theoretically walk out. Uh, so, yeah, that's fantastic. At least the playtesters I know, they're people that I want to be playtesting the game. Um, there are very few people I've heard are playtesters where I was like, Ooh, how'd that happen? Like, <laughs> like, but there was two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were two. Luckily they're done. Holy. Do you think that it would be better if the playtesters had like some kind of collective bargaining where they could talk about like, like the pain points that they had or like have a better organized system where they could show the things that are bad about a particular book or need to be worked on? Like, I do. I, th yeah, I, I think that, so some, and I hate bringing up magic because somebody in the comments is going to be like, fuck, that's not exact. That's exactly how magic doesn't work, idiot. Uh, but they do have a, they have an in-house playtest team. And one thing that they do do is they'll often be pretty open about like other things they missed or things, things that they were told, um, you know, they thought were too strong, but they were like, we went with it anyway because we didn't think it would be this bad. Right. Sure. And they like, they'll come out and say it. Sometimes they don't, but most of the time you'll get like a, an open response um, from one of them that's just like, yeah, I just didn't see this combo. Um, and I, if they were allowed to do it, I'd love it. I think like open communication is always important. Um, and I think the vast majority of the community would, would appreciate it. Sure. There's going to be a couple like, uh, dildos that are just going to, you know, Matt ward it and send them terrible like tweets and stuff. But I mean, it is what it is. So, uh, there's yeah. a give and take when you, when you start opening that up, I would love some kind of developer, uh, commentary on the Warhammer community page. Yes. They can make it anonymous and just be like, hey, here, this is why we did what we did. Um, we didn't realize this was going to cause this kind of a trouble. Our bad. Here we go. Right? There, like, there does seem cool. to be like a, 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 a lack of wanting to admit when mistakes are made. Like, oh, no, we designed that as perfect. Yeah, no, like, that's what we meant for it to do. Like, if you guys can't handle it, I guess we'll tone it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's like, that would be a, like an amazing series of meta watch articles for me, like quarterly, like here's our developers commentary, um, like a Mark Rosewater thing like he does with MTG was like, this was our idea when we came into this, this thing, it was a mistake. Like, and then just go, and this is what we're <laughs> going to do going forward. What would the bars be for that meta watch for like a developer profile? Oh, like, game balance, strats, hair. 
Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm guessing beard would be one of them too. Yeah, I mostly. I think most most of the playtesters have some kind of ridiculous beard at this point. Yeah. That's why Reese that's why Reese had to quit. He just can't grow one. It's mustache only, right? Yeah. I yeah, I just assumed that that was when he lost a mustache because it was contractually you're not allowed facial hair unless you're a yeah. playtester. Yeah. Yeah, actually once you move into that part of Nevada, all your other facial hair just falls right out. Yeah. So. It's true. <laughs> I can tell Danny because since you've been to Alaska, you've tried your best to grow it back. Yeah, I, it's hard. It's very yeah. difficult. I can see that. So, yeah. But being that close to Yucca Mountain is, t- is tough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something else we have here, and I'm going to try and read it with the, the anger that it was presented with. Okay. Is ban campaign books. <laughs> Admech nerf Drew Carey. Mm-hmm. Admech will need about four or five Aratas to be brought in line. Mm-hmm. Realistically, though, most TOs and FLG don't have the to do any of this, and the competitive meta is going to suck for the next six months. What do you have to say to this chaos player who posted this? <laughs> I mean, it is very clear they play chaos. They have to at this. Well, you know what? I don't know if they play chaos because Disciples of Bellacore is good enough where they may have been like, Ban this, except for just <laughs> <laughs> we need that. Yeah, just keep that. Everything else is garbage. Um, like they're right. I think. I think it's we're going down a dark path. I think. I think we're very close to going down a dark path. Um, where I know TOs are already considering like applying not just like small FAQs to weird questions, but going balls deep. Right, uh, like Lord Marshall Conference just said, they're um, they're like they had fully announced we plan on banning Book of Fire, except for Disciples of Bellacore in our uh, go forward, at least for now, until something's done. And we're considering other changes. And I know, like they're considering all sorts of changes from like sweeping FAQs to strategy stratagems to points changes to models even. Um, and I see why they do it because you want to present the game in such a way that everybody has fun. But I mean, he's right where we're getting kind of like a do a dangerous time where uh, we're going to like fragment where we've been really kind of spoiled by the majority of, I I know at least Danny for you and I, the majority of the ITC uh, being kind of like same rule set, like same things like the whole time. And now we're have the danger of, I know Danny where you're moving to, you're going to play one tournament in one store and have this rule set possibly have a different tournament sure. in this store with a different rule set. And then that kind of gets all kinds of like crazy over well, there. And like, we've both been playing long enough that we remember when FLG was like the whole point of, or a large portion of running like these tournaments was running them uh, with that ITC FAQ. Yeah. So that we all had like kind of a standard set of rules to agree upon. We didn't have to make a bargain with our opponent every single game to get to use the rules how we thought they would work. We had kind of a governing body, so to speak, for that. So I don't want to see us go back to that. That would be bad. Like, yeah, it's it's kind of a weird time where things could really fragment and, and kind of move away mm-hmm. as a tournament circuit here. Uh, someone else said, and I know you said you didn't fill out this form, Peter, but pay the Falcon a lot of money and give him direct access to the source of all stats, which I would imagine to be some kind of Indiana Jones style Ark of the Covenant <laughs> where you would not really want to look in there. No, like it's in Josh Diffie's house and that's the problem. Oh. It's in Australia. <laughs> it's and no one, has, no one has physically lived in Australia in decades, right? They're all cyborgs. <laughs> it's all just uh, off or, the, the coast of South, or lizard uh, people. South America. They all so, just yeah. telecommute. Yeah, Australia is a fake place. Like everyone actually lives in New Zealand, and when we take when we get pictures, it's just New Zealand. They're just like, "This is us now." There. Well, their accent yeah. is the same, so it's it is. Oh, they love when they say that too. They love it. <laughs> <clears throat> now, now, Danny, this one here is a uh, something I don't think you would agree with. Okay. Uh, in 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 writing, it sounds like a great idea, but I think you have special experience to realize why it would be an awful idea. Um, release all army books at once at the start of the edition. Uh, what do you think of that? Both uh, as a player and someone who has to content create for reviewing army books. So, well, first of all, if I had to do that many Danny's hot takes, I'd probably just want to kill myself. So, mm-hmm. uh, don't do that, that, by the way. But yeah. uh, <laughs> I won't. I would I, rather just not hear no. your takes. And Peter, you're saying don't do the hot takes, but <laughs> do to kill yourself. Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, God, I'm just making sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, you think Games Workshop is having supply chain 
somehow imagine if they tried to release like 25 codexes simultaneously and how well that would go and i can tell you not super well absolutely yeah and you would have like a warehouse where there'd just be the stack of gene stealer cult and tau codexes uh that no one wants uh, and they can't do anything with them it would be bad bad times um i don't think this one is serious at least i hope it's not um less supplements Focus on codices, which thank you for like pluralizing that correctly. Um, lobotomize Matt Ward could do with about 500 less individual rules per unit. Peter, how do you think performing brain surgery on a former employee of Games Workshop would improve the current state of 40K? I think it would go over really poorly. I'm not, I don't know. I, I think I follow Matt now on, uh, I call him Matt, even though I have never spoken to him, uh, on the Twitters. And he seems like a good enough guy. I don't think he needs that. No. Um, yeah. I do think that, like, I think campaign books could be good. I think we've made a mistake. A mistake has been made in adding rules to things that have already been released. Like, if the campaign books were kind of like the Psychic Awakening um, of everything, where they're like, yeah, we know that we're not going to get to Chaos Space Marines in a year and a half. So here's your Disciples of Bellacor, here's your Gene Stealer Cults, and here's some cool fluff about Death Watch. A1, you did it, guys. Thank you for giving us a couple extra, you know, things to get us through to the next the next month or whatever. You know, if they did a, here's uh, two Codex Secondaries for everybody, like they did in 8th edition uh, during Index Hammer. They're yep. like, here's some extra stuff to get you through, a couple stratagems, because we know you don't got them. I think that would go way, way further then, you know, giving Drukari that just gets a codex, um, a new supplement that makes them even harder to play against, giving Admech a new supplement that's just better than what it already had, um, you know, giving sisters something that isn't even that amazing, but just they didn't need it. Like, who cares? Stop. Give us stuff for the armies that need it. Um, and then once everybody has stuff, sure, go to crazy town. Like, just blow up our rules, make it so hard to play this game that it's impossible, but get everybody's stuff together first. So how much of this uh, do you, can you attribute to, like, uh, supply chain issues? Well, I mean, when in normal times, would we be seeing, like, an AdMech supplement come out uh, a week after AdMech, or would be seeing Drakari supplement coming out the same week as Drakari? I think some, some of it definitely is, but I don't think it's as drastic now as it was you know two or three months ago um i think when the drukari supplement came out like the book of rust um that probably came out two months earlier than it was supposed to and this is just conjecture right just by looking at what they did um conjecture of course meaning stone cold facts stone cold facts because <laughs> yeah. that's all i ever deal with yeah. um but i think we're catching up i think we're probably only about three codexes behind where we should be at this point um maybe four tops um so i think we're like because they've really sped up the process again and um and now i think we're just at a point where we're just getting stuff that we don't need and uh i don't like it i don't like it at all please stop slow your roll gw slow down get us some codexes then buff the stuff that's too powerful like, let me be mad in, in increments. I don't want to be mad for two months. Let me be mad for a month. Fix it. Six months later, let me be mad again. That's now all talk, I want. My blood pressure is too about high. Like six months and so, like at the current state, the game is being almost refreshed once a year, um, mm -hmm. which combined with this kind of super close release schedule that we have now to kind of catch up from the last year is kind of throwing things onto balance a lot. Like, what to you is, like, an ideal state of, of balance? Like, when do you think the game should be rebalanced and addressed? I've seen people say monthly. That seems bad um, just from, like, following things and keeping up. Yeah. What, in your opinion, is kind of where we need to be for rebalance? I think if you did a quarterly check, that was probably fine. And then have something for outliers. Like, just have something in place where you say... You know, we really messed up, so we're releasing an emergency FAQ. And be cool with doing it. Just be cool. Like, um, I hate to go to Magic again, because like I said, people will get in the comments about it. But they now go to, like, they ban like, week to week now. It used to be, like, once a year, they would be like, we're looking at bans again. Um, and now they're just like, hey, yeah, something's broken. Sorry, here's a new ban. Um, and I think that would be cool um, to do, like, in these scenarios. When we see Drukari, rather than being like, you know, hey, just wait and adapt. It'll be okay. 
look at, at these immediate numbers and say, I don't think things are going to adapt that much. Let's fix it. Let's do the soft balance nerf now. So that in, so that two months later, when everyone's super mad, um, you can say like, Hey, we did something. We're looking again. Um, because what we're getting is we're getting this kind of soft touch um, late, right? Like instead of one month later, like we did with Iron Hands, which was great when they did that, their soft touch one month in, I thought that was well received, even though they were still broken for you know months and months and months. Um, but just like be able to iterate, say, hey, yeah, we screwed up. This is way too strong. Here's our, our month one thing where we're just, we're taking Dark Technomancers down and we're taking Raiders up. We'll see what happens. And then when you do your actual factual fa uh, like book update after, say, two and a half months, two months, that's when you hit it with, yeah, we were wrong. We needed to also make Incubi another point. Or if you go to Admech, you know, yes, Guitar need to be two or three more points. Um, Balistari need to be up like 10. Like, yeah, we see everything that we did wrong. This is a little overtuned. Um, and then work from there. Or like we talked about earlier, be a little more open and be like, yeah, listen, we've changed our, our game plan. This is how we want to design stuff go forward. Books are going to be more powerful. It's going to be a creep situation. So here's our buffs to Marines and Death Guard and, and um, Necrons because we're sorry we left them in the dust, right? Like either way, I think a quarterly iteration with emergency FAQs is kind of the way to go. And just be open about it and tell everybody why you're doing it. I think um, that's really interesting, Peter, like in a lot of ways. Um, I think that it's like quarterly sounds like a, like a great like a great chance for us to kind of get some like faction rebalance, like overall mm -hmm. in the game. But I, I worry that sometimes like we take too long for a soft buff or a soft nerf to stuff. I think yeah. that that should be a little bit more expeditious. I think. Yeah. That's, that's my thing. Cause you can see right away when, like we've seen it every time when Drakari came out, I don't know, like, Okay, I shouldn't say that because there were definitely people that still to this day don't think they were that bad. But the majority of people that you talk to that play this game competitively looked at the Drukari Codex and said, Dark Technomancers is broken. I'm just going to run that, right? Raiders are way too cheap. I'm going to run as many of them as I can. Like, those are two things that they did fix two months in. They could have fixed in two weeks. They could have just been like, here's our two-week FAQ. Yep. Here you go, boys. And then two months later, we can be like, yep, we needed a little more adjustment. So this is our actual faq for the book right and also answer the right questions right because now we're getting books that have extra questions like uh, sisters and their faq is nothing right it's like yeah, yeah you can't be immune to damage cool i think everybody knew that <laughs> i'm glad you fact it like but what about all the stuff that everybody else is arguing about these seem to be frequently asked questions right so why don't we get like cherubs answered um why don't we get um argent shroud fixed so it works the way everybody thinks it does yeah. right so Seriously. i'm just excited that there was some intern typing up that document at HQ and he's just like, Salestine is not immune to damage, period. Lunch. Perfect. Yep. Print it. Done. <laughs> Faction fixed. No troubles here. No and, troubles here. Right? Like, I was shocked Admech uh, fixed the stratagem in theirs, uh, which I thought was a big one. Like, when they actually were like, yeah, you can't jump every turn with um, Taraxi. I was like, good on you guys for at least doing that one. Yeah. You could have done way more, but like, at least you caught probably the most egregious thing in the book. Sure. It was awful. It was bad. There should be like no interactivity. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of, uh, actually a lot of comments came through talking about switching away from a D six system uh, and going to like a more granular D 12. Yeah. How much do you think could be fixed by changing dice? or kind of using different dice for different things. And then how much would we actually lose in just overcomplicating things? Well, we're, we're already overcomplicating the game. So I don't like adding more dice. Like, don't give me, you have to roll a D6, a D12, a D20. Sure, like D&D &D and all that other stuff do it. I get it. Um, but there are enough players here that you, like, from a casual side, that'll start to get thrown off the more stuff you add. Because we're already adding so much stuff to remember. Um, switching to, say, a D12 or like a D20 system exclusively it might not be a terrible idea it's 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 something that definitely allows a granularity that allow vehicles to to be more balanced if you wanted it to be um but that's like talking about a very like fundamental change to everything in the game right and that would be the big thing like i would imagine, imagine that, just a single chapter approved faq sentence all references to d6 Changed it to 12. <laughs> the end. Nothing else. They changed nothing else. But uh, no, like it's definitely something that would require like a full reboot of the game. Like if they were like in 10th edition, yep, 
And then people would be real mad. They have to sell all their D6s they bought, right? The hundreds of, <laughs> of dice. Because that's what you would do. You wouldn't melt them down. You wouldn't throw them away. You'd sell them on the internet. Okay. Somebody what? needs those. Custom what about my team dice? Like what about my squig dice? <laughs> what about... Squig dice, of course, the, the best possible dice that have ever yeah, been produced. Yeah. What uh, about my Idnith Deepkin dice? Like, they'll never use them again. No. Imagine a squig D20. And how stable that would be. I would throw up. You'd never know. You'd never know what any of the numbers were. You'd be like, this is one. The rest just guess. There's 20 squigs on top here. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Don't worry Um, about it. uh, So, uh, another suggestion that they brought up here, and it's something I think from kind of personal experiences of playing games in that person's local meta uh, removing invulnerable saves. That's that's quite the, the sudden huge change uh what would your opinion be about just removing invulnerable saves as a custodies player <laughs> yeah exactly i would love it <laughs> oh yeah just do it get make this game get this make this game even more killy because that is that is not the problem it is it is not too easy it's not too hard to kill like it's so hard to kill models that's what i'm trying to say but my brain won't let me like admech have never tabled a person in their life um I have not recently been on, like, been tabled on turn three and four multiple times at all with my Blood Angels. That's just not a thing that happens in this game. Everything is too hard to kill. Yes, you fixed it. (laughs) Get out of here. Whoever wrote that, I hope you're ashamed of yourself. (laughs) Dang, Peter. I'm joking. Don't be ashamed. Yeah. Just be embarrassed. That's like less than shame. Uh, Do they have a, like, did they they go into any more detail or are they just like, we don't need this. this so is we ma- have remove invulnerable saves. They're everywhere. And once everything has them, then what's the point? Stop power creep. That was all block caps. I don't know if you can tell. Mm-hmm. They do it to sell more models, though. So they probably won. The only way to properly fix it is to write all the codexes at the same time as the rules all at once. Then it should be balanced apart from a couple of adjustments here and there. Seen that that's definitely not true. There's other games that, that do that. And they just they still suck. Do y'all not remember indexes? I mean, that would be my comment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, we tried this. We tried this. It didn't matter. I mean, indexes were better than some situations, but, like, yeah. we've had a magical time where things were, like, not perfectly balanced, but they were real good. Like, we had that Nova 2019 scenario where, like, the best factions, Gene Steeler Cults and... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm too excited. Um, but Gene Steeler Cults and uh, Imperial Knights were at like a 53% win rate, and that was the best we had. There were a couple factions in the in the 40s, but they were Marine factions where it was just better to play Ultramarines at the time than run anything else. Um, and that was it. And like things seemed pretty good. People seemed pretty happy for that like brief moment in, in our history. Um, and then it's kind of just been downhill from there. So like we can balance this game. GW can make a balanced game. And I thought the start of ninth was great. I think that's why I'm, at least personally, I'm the most disappointed with where we're at. Um, was because it started off so well. I thought Space Marines was um, incredibly well written uh, because you looked at it and you were like, they didn't change anything. This game, this book is still really broken. But then you played it and you're like, man, these changes made a big difference. Like I really right. have to think about so much. Um, and we saw it in their win rates. They dropped. Sure, Salamanders were had a little bit of extra strength because of their supplement and White Scars. Um, but like overall, Marines seemed to be mostly in line. Um, and then we had Death Guard, and they seemed pretty good. Like um, you could see where they had their weaknesses if the game got any worse, um, but they were definitely strong. Necron's kind of in that same boat. Um, so like the first five or six codexes seemed to be around that same power level, and then we hit Dark Angels, and we're like, whoa, that's a lot of free getting. <laughs> Luckily, all of their players are bad, um, so we didn't really see True. too much in the numbers for True. months, right? Like we're seeing them now. Now that there's now that there's two other big dogs. Dark Angels are starting to really show their stripes. Um, but then, you know, we had Drukari and Admech. And we're like, what happened? What? Why did we go back to the mistakes of uh, of the past? So right? peering, why did we change things up? peering into your little seer stones that you have here, do you think that some of the issue could be that there's separate teams working on separate codexes? So maybe there's like one team that's working on like your your Space Marine, Death Guard, and Necron. It's like, yeah. These are great. I love these. These are great books. And then like the next day, like Chris runs in and he's like, man, I have this Drakarian Admech book I've done. They're perfect against each other. Balanced. Amazing. I mean, maybe like there's there's all sorts of rumors out there that that uh, Drakari were considered flat when they were play tested. Um, and so they got extra buffs that maybe weren't seen in testing, um, which obviously was was an issue. Um 
Admex seemed to be in a weird place where I've I've heard from multiple sources like some people knew they were super strong. Others people didn't like, they didn't see all the rules. So I don't know what is actually happening. <laughs> like, it's, it's so, it's so strange. Like, like I said, it feels like the a game design changed between books. Like we, we hit a dark angels and we're like, this is a new way to do things where we give everybody everything that's good. Um, where previously you only got good things on very, very explicit units, right? It would be like, Assault intercessors can fight twice. Nobody else can. So if you want to do that, you need to take this unit that's not actually the best at fighting. They're good at fighting, but that's it. And we saw it with Necrons. And then it was like, okay, Dark Angels, if you have the Deathwing keyword, you have Transhuman. And, oh, okay, well, what gets the Deathwing keyword? Basically half the Codex. And you're like, hmm, maybe that's good. Maybe that's too good. Ravenwing get four plus invulnerable save. The other half of the Codex. And you're like, oh, okay, this seems to be a, a change in direction. Um, and then Drakari came out and they're like, let's make everything eight points. What happened? That's the perfect happened? number. The perfect number. <laughs> like, they're just like, I don't know, let's make it eight points and give them every, a stratagem for everything that we think is good. Or Admech... <laughs> he didn't want to reformat his Excel spreadsheet and he could only put one number in there. And control F, control R. His every key on his numpad was broken apart from the eight when he was writing the Skatari yeah. and the Drakari troops. Yeah, I mean, crazy things have happened. with eight. I mean, only yeah. one Drakari troop is eight points, but I, listen, I Danny, I don't need your facts here getting <laughs> Danny, in the way of my jokes. Do you, who, what do you think I am? Some kind of mathematician? I don't care about facts or numbers or anything, <laughs> statistics, any of that stuff. Not yeah. anymore. Not anymore. You get it. Like, the, the cover of Spider-Man where he's walking away and like his suit is in the trash can. It's just yeah. going to be like Peter walking away and there's just like a laptop like hanging over the edge of a trash <laughs> can. And then you found out I was a clone the whole time. And then like the book is we'll real calling dark. Him ben. It's yeah. going to be crazy. I'm, I'll get to wear a jean jacket though. So that'll be cool. Oh, heck uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I like this. Can I be clone cool. clone Falcon where I just like wear a jean jacket and walk yeah. around? You just change the st- the like the spelling of center and stat center yeah. and it could be presented by Ben. Yeah, uh, and I get, and like there's just this weird sense of um, you know, foreboding throughout the next like two years of, of my stuff. <laughs> like is is he really a clone? Is he the real Peter Parker? We don't know. Just do two different so yeah, on one podcast wear one hat and then on the other yeah. podcast wear a jean jacket. And just yeah. don't explain it ever. And I think that's the, the best way to go. Uh, two more things I want to touch on here real quick that were brought up as possible ways to fix the game. Uh, not quite from the insane pile, not quite from the ramp pile. I really appreciate the the four of you who wrote paragraphs of passion uh, towards Warhammer. Um, but I also want to kind of do a wellness check on you. So feel free to message me after the that's show. That's the title of John's fan fiction, by the way. Yeah, it is. is. Wellness um, check? Wellness check, uh, which Danny, <laughs> paragraphs of passion. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I can make six dollars on Amazon with that one. Don't worry about it. Um, so the first one here, uh, units can only benefit from one buff at a time. Yep. Okay. I see it. How? How do you even? How do you even do that? Like, wh- I mean, what? Like, what constitutes a buff? Does that need to be like? spelled out like does an aura count does uh yeah anything i mean it be needs like, everything okay. needs to be spelled out in our community like we've been through this we had We're someone it now with orcs. today with tim uh on the community page and i love you tim you're, you're you're local to the state of alaska here but when they say divide the table into quarters they don't mean make weird triangles and you know that <laughs> and you're the reason that they have to have these faqs yeah you're the reason why this game is terrible tim i hope you know that <laughs> So, <laughs> I love you. You're a teammate, but you're also the worst for trying to make that work. Yeah, please don't do this to us. But also, um, thank you, thank but you. But yes, the- if you have something where you have, say, a unit of Skatari, you can either give them that chapter master reroll aura, or you can give them an extra AP. Uh, like I would say, negative side, man. Unless you're a seasoned demons player, bookkeeping would be an absolute <laughs> nightmare. Yep. Um, but that is single-handedly the worst idea I've heard all night. That's a terrible idea. You know what? I don't think one it's of, that bad. I'm gonna, one of the ideas I'm was gonna to lobotomize you. a human who doesn't work there anymore, Danny. <laughs> yeah, like honestly, on this on the ideas we've had so far, this one is not even near the bottom. I think it um, adds a layer of strategy, though, right? We're like, okay, I really need these guys to hit, or do I really need them to win? So this is what I would say. 
I, I've talked to people about this. I've heard both sides because this is like a legitimate argument I've, I've seen people that I respect in this community start having about uh, applying like a, some kind of weird rule of three to buffs. And it does add a lot, a lot of extra bookkeeping um, that probably isn't necessary for the vast majority of books that have been balanced properly, right? Like Death Guard don't need this. Um, I don't think. Maybe you go, Stu. Yeah, Maybe. Oh, I absolutely need everything given to me. <laughs> but, Give me all um, the buffs. Like, I think for an army like Admech that is kind of built in this weird scenario where they're supposed to take neg- like negatives in order to get positives, like that could be an easy rule you could apply just to them to tone them down. To be like, listen, they just can't handle it. They're robot brains. You can add a real good fluff scenario where you're just like, they're little robot brains. They can only handle so much shit, man. So stop pointing at them. Like that tech priest is like, I want you to be better. And they're like, we can't do it. We're only zeros and ones. You're trying to add twos in this scenario. It's not going to happen, buddy. Like, like you could do something like that. I mean, their book is already complicated enough, but it might be a, a quick fix where you're just like, yeah, for Skatari or whatever, you can only apply X buffs to them and, and go with that, like two or whatever. Um, I'm fine and, if you codify the buffs, like if you make them like a keyword or something like yeah, that. Like, that I might be a, a good answer like where you say fine. you can only have one aura or one malediction or something applied per unit, like maybe. And then finally, finally, what I want to touch on here is something that's near and dear to my heart. And it's something since uh, we've been doing our book reviews, uh, I've been kind of like, uh, is limiting the use of the core keyword. Uh, That is everywhere. Uh, When I first heard about it, I'm like, man, that's a really good way to restrict things and to make some things better and to focus on other things. But recently, literally everything with feet is core. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think that um, core was a potential answer to a lot of these problems. Um, and it just wasn't really used to its full potential. We yep. saw it used very sparingly with Necrons, and it was actually a complaint with the Necron books that it would be vastly superior if certain uh, units got core. Um, but it felt like we've just been adding more and more. It made sense for Marines to have a ton of core and to, to not be vehicles. Like that's just kind of how it is. And I thought that was where that, what they were going with it. Like the way they were planning, like Marines, the whole point is they're super flexible. So everything is core except vehicles. Um, Necrons, not that way. So you get your like four units that have it. You're like, okay. I get it. Um, but like you say, all of a sudden now everything's core or feels like everything's core in every book. Um, and core is so strong, yeah, as particularly in books like Admic that have so many buffs that can overlap, right? So yeah, controlling core is a, is a big a big game changer that um, I hope people are looking at going forward, um, and is a p- potential fix to a lot of the Admic problems. For sure, start removing that, right? If you remove core from Balistari, sure, a lot of lists aren't even taking them anymore, or they're only taking a, a handful. Um, like that fixes a lot of their problems. Um, yeah, yeah. Danny, anything else that you saw there on the community survey that we put out there that you want to kind of bring up here uh, before we we let Peter loose? No, I got the trash on the on the on the ideas I didn't like. <laughs> awesome. Well, I think guys, we've done it. We fixed forty k. We did uh, the obvious thing to do: release every single book at the same time and lock Danny in a studio in front of thirty books uh, to record consistent hot takes. Uh, we have to perform unwanted surgery on former GW staff members. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also just remove core from everything. Yep. Uh, and I think just Seems doing those four simple things uh, fixes 40K. Is this a spiky bits article? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope it becomes one. <laughs> I mean, it will. This video is embeddable, I'm guessing. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Perfect. You're welcome. It's, it's good. You enjoy the extra three views from people who didn't see it. Um, <laughs> amazing. Uh, Peter, anything you want to mention uh, or talk about before you get on out of here? Um, I'm going to plug the 40K Jason show. It's a show I'm on every week. It's the best show in 40K. Every other show is garbage and sucks. And I hope everyone knows that and that you're only you're, like any content you make. Um, you are making in vain because that show is just pure and wholesome. It's the only time it's the only time I could feel like myself um, outside of, you know, all of the time I spend not in 40 in 40 K land. 
um, because I just wake up at four in the morning. I'm full of grit and vinegar and my blood pressure pills are just kicking in. Um, and I get to just talk about absolute nonsense while Rob uh, Symes forces me to talk about 40K and then Val simps for Games Workshop. And it is the best hour because I love both of those guys so much. And I love that show. It makes me laugh. Um, it's the only thing that like I can of myself I can listen to again just for what the other two guys say. So if you're not watching it, you're missing out. Um, don't watch it for me. Watch it for like the, the stupid antics of everybody else. And Angela Lansbury, she's a goddess. And I hope everyone realizes that. Uh, I can't I have wait for the model to be released. I have I never listened or watched that the Jason show before until someone told me to. Uh, now I, I love the dynamic of the see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil monkeys that you all three are together, yeah. um, in kind of uh, bringing 40k to the world, and then also how disappointed I am every week. Val's not on because he's too busy with network stuff because it means I have to listen to 40k <laughs> and not about what baloney looks like in the UK. Uh, l is... Listen, it's true. When Rob has me alone, he corners me. It's oh, it's awful. <laughs> But, so, yeah. you know, when I'm not on, Val only talks about the financial sector. So it's kind of like this weird lose-lose <laughs> situation. If not, Like, the balance gets thrown way off, right? Like, the three of us need to be there for the magic to happen. Yeah, absolutely. And, and the music, ha the music, the magic happens weekly uh, on the Honest Wargamer. Uh, yeah, on Tuesdays, I'm sure he puts it as a podcast somewhere. I People yell at me on YouTube about it all the time. So it, it is how I consume is when I'm doing my, my admin work. I listen to it there. Uh, but perfect. So that's been another week for Grim After Dark. Peter, thank you so much. Um, I can't wait for you to beat me in two weeks at Charity Hammer. Uh, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Tonight. Listen, <laughs> like... I know you guys have your paid actors in Alaska and somehow you manage <laughs> crisis to actors. you crisis actors. So you yeah. get to submarine these like RTT victories um, <laughs> out there, John and Danny, but you're going to get actual wins in Seattle. Like you're going to play me and you're going to feel so much better about yourselves. That's just how it is. Like, yes. I'm going to be like, how does the measuring tape work? I don't even remember. He's going to be using it. kilometers instead of inches. Listen, it's going to be yeah. this guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will be back next week uh, with a special guest host as Danny drives through several countries in order to get to his new home. And um, we're going to be talking to Colin Sherman about Charity Hammer, uh, less about the event, more about past stuff, some behind the scenes stories and some mm -hmm. like the most embarrassing possible tales that, that we can possibly find about people. So I am personally very Perfect. excited about that. I hope you tell a story about Mark Perry eating 48 Rice Krispie squares and then Dude, sitting on me. So well, many Rice Krispie squares. Well, why did no, he do that? Anyway, right so anyway. the Rice Krispie squares. Both both were terrible. And yeah. Richard Siegler scolding him like he was a small child afterwards, like <laughs> That's a management style actually. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those stories and more. Uh, next Tuesday, Grim After Dark. Uh, but yeah, for, for James over here, uh, Peter, <laughs> uh, myself, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye-bye. <laughs>